next episode of Splitting Cases, sponsored by Murray's Brewing. And this one, don't know when you're listening to it, but will be released around New Year. Because I figure maybe about just over two weeks is, you know, enough time to avoid spoilers completely. And we're talking to someone who, like, I mean, I saw it on the Friday. It came out on the Wednesday night. Like, I was lucky enough to go two days without hearing anything about it. But Nathan was first in line to see it. And you were in your seat two hours before The Force Awakens premiered. Yep, uh, four hours before. You were in your wow. seat four no, hours four before. A, cinema four hours before the how movie long, was supposed to start. How long have you been lining up? Um, so I was first in line. Very first to go actually into a cinema. Um, and yeah, two and a half hours before the movie actually started sitting down in my seat. Um, ready to go. You must have murdered that popcorn way too early. No, we waited. <laughs> we waited. Uh, particularly, like, no beverages because I didn't want to miss a single second. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so you got the popcorn, like, like this is... Okay. Wait, have we actually said what movie we're talking about? Force Awakens. But, but have we? <laughs> I think we did. I think we did. Um, but I... We all lined up. We got there, like, maybe three quarters of an hour, an hour. This was on the Friday before doors opened. And um, we were still, you know, 20 people behind in line. And I, would, I said to the man, oh, how long till doors open? He said, oh, about, you know, 10 minutes. I was like, that's enough time for me to get food. And just as I was ordering the food for everyone, the line started moving. And I, I was just texting my wife, just saying, save a good seat, run! So I felt you know, drastically disadvantaged because I had to let we got good seats, pick my seats. We got yeah. good seats. Well, you, you helped pick the seats, so... No, you, I couldn't sit anywhere but the seat I wanted to sit, and I don't think waiting 11 years for a movie um, <laughs> really deserved to be looking directly up at the oh, cinema screen. So I wanted the seat I wanted. I didn't want to take any risks. You're okay. easily as pedantic as me. Okay, so before we get into the movie itself, should we hear a little bit about your Star Wars pedigree? Huh? Uh, what's uh, what's the background? When did you get into it? For what reason? How long? Um, okay, so Star Wars, uh, 1997. Um, vividly can remember um, my dad taking my brother and myself um, to see Star Wars at the movies. Um, we saw... The original trilogy at the movies when they were re-released in 1997. Mm. Um, that was it. That's where it started. Um, and those re-releases were huge for people our age. Did you um, get those little um, like passbooks where they stamped like yep, each movie you went into? That. Yeah, I've yep, still got mine. Uh, yep. Um, so that was that was it. And from there on, it was it's continued to this day. So, so you hadn't seen any of the movies before then? No. So, like, we didn't have it on VHS. Um, we didn't like. I'd never seen it, never heard of it. Uh, it wasn't something that was in the background. Mm. Um, I can remember going to your house, uh, Grant, as a as a kid, and because your brother is a little bit older than my brother, um, that you had, like. That, Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I don't know what this stuff is. Yeah. What is this stuff? Um, but, um, so... I had that luxury of the, the my brother being quite older, so we did have a lot of hand-me-down Star Wars stuff, and I had watched it quite early. So, um, I was 10, um, and, yeah, it's just that kind of thing that just 
triggered something, mm. and it's he'll still here today. So, and he's now a teacher in another place, and he is well known for being a Star Wars fan. Like he has a collection of those pop vinyl figures, which just I cannot get enough of. I love so much um, of all the Star Wars characters. Have you got like? Have you got a complete set? No, there's about <laughs> there's about seventy Star Wars. Is uh, there a salacious oh, crumb uh, toy? There is, but you, it's harder to get. Okay. Um, you can get it in the United States, um, so I'd have to go onto eBay to get it. Mm. Um, but you can actually get uh, salacious B crumb. Whoa. Excellent. I love though that the kids are buying them for you. Yeah, so I have uh, about thirty in my classroom. Um, and toys, not kids. Uh, yeah, there's that as well. Um, but uh, no, there's about there's about thirty spread across my classroom, um, and they're in little diorama-like scenes now. Do you um, find that all your students each year know Star Wars? Who they no, are? no, kids, kids today, like teenagers. Today, it's kids today. today. Like, they, they just don't know it. Like, because uh, they grew up with the... Well, pre- the force has now been awakened yes. and they will know it. Yeah, like, I think I think for them growing up with the prequels being the thing, like, that would put anyone off Star Wars. Yeah, if they were I don't know. Watching. I think the prequels are okay as a kid. I just feel you yeah. won't have that lifelong desire no, I don't know, that. though. Imagine if you're, like, 15 years old now and you were born in 2000... The prequels to you would be like something that came out in the early 80s for us. But that's what Star Wars was like when we were growing up. It was super old. Yes, but it was also great. Yeah, the prequels aren't as bad as people make out. No. Like, it's a really good story executed poorly. Oh, absolutely. Like, Like, the story itself is great. They just messed it up. And, like... No character development and very poor screenwriting would make anything, any story. It was terrible. the Emperor's New Clothes, for sure. Like, everyone was just saying, yes, George, is, is, is that what you want to do? We'll do that. And sure. I'm not... I don't want to bash the prequels because I quite enjoy them oh, for the parts that I enjoy. And it's still part of the narrative. And oh. I think it does enrich the story, but... I kind of feel they could have cut those three movies down to like one or two movies and achieved exactly the same thing. I think as a fan, I have my idea of what the prequels are and particularly the story comes through and the story's still there. Am I going to sit down and watch all of them constantly? No. Um, But I have an appreciation for them that they are Star Wars. Um, They're not going away. No. Um, But... It's not necessarily enjoyable, particularly for, like, I would say teenagers. If you're getting into Star Wars, and if I was to say anyone, do you want to get into Star Wars, then don't start with episode one, two, and three. Because you're not going to continue. I don't know. I guess if you're a teenager, I'm like, maybe start an episode three. It's a bit angsty. No. I I think that even to teenagers now, the a prerequisite. the look of it doesn't look right. Yeah, I guess there's a prerequisite of three being actually angsty is you kind of need to know what is going to happen next. Yeah. If you don't have that knowledge, it's... Why do you put it... Why? Do yeah, you it's kind of not necessary. Yeah. Um, what I, was I concede. What I was going to say was, how do you take someone like Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson and someone like Ewan McGregor and make them act so wooden? 
They are two great actors. Well, I thought McGregor wasn't too bad. No, like, he, was he was still comparatively he was probably like, pretty wooden. Uh, you... Compared to the rest of the cast, yeah. he was by, a god. Well, <laughs> by episode three, by episode three, he'd, he'd got in into the role. He knew what he had to do. Oh, and so. look, if you... The, the scene with Anakin in episode three, like some people will hate it. I quite like it. Um, the final scene. The final scene. It's the, great. It's, it's enjoyable. Like, you know what he's trying to do. It's like... And it's the combination of everything really to see how did he become Darth Vader they so. needed to set up a love triangle though between Obi-Wan Anakin and Padme that would oh, have made that man. movie so much better yeah. oh. well look okay I think that the the subject of the podcast today is The Force Awakens but I like how we always do this role reversal yeah, every know, couple right. of episodes there's like one episode I'm keeping it on track next episode you're keeping it on track my it's, thought it's brilliant was, my thought was more that okay we're looking at we're fans of the originals, the prequels come out, they ruin things, but in 10 years, to people that are into Star Wars, it's going to be an entire universe of, you know, at the moment we've got the universe of both sets of films, plus books, plus games, but they're going to have a whole plus series comics. of comics as well, but they're going to have a series of films, they're going to have a series of shows in between that link it all, so the impact of the prequels not being that great is going to be smaller and smaller and smaller. I, I, just, I just hope they don't um, distance it completely because it's still part of the story and it sets up a lot of. Oh, they won't um, distance it. But uh, I mean, I like Star Trek. How there's just that many versions. It is just a world of things. Yeah, uh, I don't know that it's comparable in that way, but I, I think what happened then has influenced a lot. And I think if they distance themselves too much, it's a bit cheap. I think. Well, uh, all I say is that depending on what theory. <laughs> what theories you're reading the prequels could come into it so yeah. well I think we had a conversation briefly um, before we started rec- a recording which I'm sure we'll come back to in a moment which yeah. will bring Moose up to speed on that well okay so before we get there you've seen it three times now and obviously you mentioned the earlier you mentioned the sort of the nostalgia eyes on it but having watched it three times what are your initial impressions oh it's excellent it's not the greatest movie of all time, but it is an excellent Star Wars movie. Um, and you have to watch it more than once. Um, you have to see it, see it on the big screen more than once because it gets better each time you watch it. Mm. Um, I don't know, after three times maybe like it might... So do the good parts get yes. better and the bad parts keep getting worse? No, they or don't. Or do you... The, you or do you forgive those parts you, more? You so? start to eventually go, okay, well, this is here. Um, I just have to move on from that. I yeah. can't change that. Yeah. But um, it, it certainly, you get a more clear vision of what the story actually is. Um, and you'll enjoy it more. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of, it's not meant to tell the complete story. It's meant to set oh, no. the pieces up on the board to move from there. Well, shit, it, as, we'll, as we'll get to, the last minute tells you that it's not the complete story, you know? Oh, yeah, but, like, I guess some people are kind of viewing this movie in a, oh, it didn't answer all the questions. It was like, well, that's not actually what it's set out to do. Yeah, but- it was to ask the questions... And then we'll deliver on that over the next couple of movies. Look, I just want to see it a second time where there's not a 10-year-old saying to me, why does Darth Vader have a different helmet? Mm. Oh my God, there's too many questions in that question to answer right now. But if you think about questions, imagine going back to 1980, you're seeing Empire Strikes Back for the first time. 
that movie, huge number of questions at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Oh, God, yeah. And you, you can't expect that in the first movie in a new trilogy they're going to explain absolutely everything. That's no what's wonderful about Star Wars is that it's constant questions. Well, that was the thing that was great about um, the original movie A New Hope um, because there were these things that were just referenced offhanded that you were like, the Clone Wars? Mm. What were the Clone Wars? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Luke's dad was the best Starfighter pilot in the galaxy? Whoa. It was just all these little throwaway lines that mm. it built that world and you didn't actually need to know what happened. It was just that imagination made it worth it. And just to mention again, if you're worried about spoilers, why you're here, we're going to be discussing things that uh, you need to have seen the movie first to understand. But, okay, so we see like a minute of Luke at the end and we'll get to that later, but this movie was entirely, you know, about Han Solo being back. You know, if we had to... Well, it's not entirely, but you know what I mean. You, ha- If you had well, to pick one of the original cast members to be focused on. Well, it's kind of a smart thing, really, because... You know, I think, learn straight away. Well, that... Harrison Ford, I think, is the, the oldest of the, um, the big three. So, Disney probably didn't want to bank on him being there for a lot of movies. Yeah. Like, as awful as that is to say. Well, also, also he wanted the character to die at yeah. the end of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So, it was kind of wish fulfillment. And he went out in a way that served the story and will serve the story going forward. So. Yeah, and well, while we're here, what did you think about the death? I thought it was excellent. Oh, I thought it too. was done well. Um, the lack of music in that scene, um, yeah. the lighting, uh, the change of lighting um, uh, as he is um, stabbed by his son. The fact um, that you had, you know, um, you had every main character in that area able to watch but not able to do anything about it because they were separated in separate areas was yeah. excellent and when like Chewie lost it mm. after he died like that was one of the the best moments in the movie for me it was like fuck yeah Chewie fuck some shit up but I'm upset that he didn't rip anyone's arms off because that would have been the perfect spot for a Wookiee going all outrage yeah like I going in going into the movie I had in my mind that Han Solo's going to die and there's a 100% chance, in my mind, that Han Solo is not making it out of this movie. Yeah. Um, I honestly thought Chewie was going to go as well. Oh, really? Um, I thought that, in my mind, I thought, uh, going in, Chewie's going to lay down his life for his his partner in crime. Yeah. Um, so, Chewie's reaction was, <laughs> was expected. Um, I thought it could have been a bit more, as you said. But I, think uh, it's I don't know if though, I'm being... That... Sorry, go. No, it's interesting, though, that Chewie is now there to usher Ray through the next lot the next lot of films because you know Chewie's part of the Millennium Falcon he's part of the crew and it's sort of nice to still have him around yeah I, I part of me does wonder if part of that's kind of Disney not wanting to get rid of no. the cash cow because yeah. like you can't recast an old Han Solo it doesn't matter who's playing Chewbacca ah! because it's just someone in a suit. True. So they wouldn't want to kill off a character that they could have anyone play. It's like R2-D2. You can always find Yeah, that's right. So there's going to be mainstays and there's probably no... Like, obviously, Wookiees clearly live a lot longer than humans given that Chewbacca was in the, the prequels as well. Yeah. So... True. Well, impressive with Chewbacca as well. He never went grey. But... No, I thought the death the death was really cool, and I also, you know, 
It's very poignant. It was by the hand of his son. He was just trying to save his son. And, you know, his son, as we saw earlier in the scenes where he was conflicted, he was having, you know, just problems between, you know, the two sides of the wars. To me, it, it, it sort of is a, a beautiful um, opposite mirror image of uh, Luke at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, Luke and um, involving Darth Vader. Darth Vader had the choice there. Do you stay with the dark side or do you save your son and turn yeah. to the light? He chose the light. In this, Kylo Ren clearly chose the dark side um, and chose to sacrifice his father in order for him to truly be on the dark side. Yeah. So how much of the, I guess, the previous <coughs> expanded universe were you into? Like, did you read, I've like, read the old novels and I've stuff? I've read a lot of the old novels. Yep. Um, to me, I hope... Desperately, that there is a, a Grand Admiral Thrawn somewhere in this trilogy. There needs to be something like that. Well, um, isn't the rumor that like um, uh, Benicio El Toro, yeah, like, is, is, isn't he, he rumored to be a Grand Admiral Thrawn type character? Um, in the next movie? That or possibly a bounty hunter. For um, Moose's benefit, Grand Admiral Thrawn was like, I guess, the main enemy. In the first, probably, or it wasn't the first expanded universe um, novel, mm. but it was like the first big one post Return of the Jedi. It was set like maybe, what, 10 years yeah, or so after Return of the Jedi. Okay. And it really brought Star Wars back into even, like the early 90s. Even though the expanded universe is gone now, um, if you like. Oh, they've been cherry really, picking, you can tell. I would, I would really recommend to people that they go down and read. Heir to the um, Heir of the Empire. Heir to the Empire. Empire. Yeah. Um, and that trilogy is very good. Um, and it's sort of like now, even though they don't exist in terms of the story, they still exist in terms of books. And they're well, very they're still good, good books. books. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I still read them, and I've been reading all the new canon. So are they um, not considered canon well. now? No, no, Disney. Well, no, Disney them. wiped all that stuff. So basically, oh. the only things that are canon now are the Clone Wars TV show, Clone yeah. Wars movie. The Rebels. actual movies themselves, Rebels, and all the books and comics that have come out since. Okay. And there's been some stuff that's uh, been in some of the books and comics that have been a little bit controversial, like particularly in the new Star Wars comics, like Luke meets Darth Vader shortly after the events of the Death Star, mm. which I guess to some would diminish the scenes in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, but then again, if you go back and watch Empire, that. Darth Vader knows of Luke Skywalker at oh, the beginning. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's not the Emperor telling him. That he knows yeah. that this guy exists. Yeah. Um, and I think it's... I quite like the new Marvel comics. Um, they're Yeah, I've stories. enjoyed them. I've read them all. Yeah. The, um, the Lando one was actually really yeah. good. I really enjoyed the Lando um, series. The Leia one... Mm was okay. I'm glad it was only five issues. The, the, the Chewbacca one wasn't great. Oh, I've only um, read the first issue, um, which was not that but, great. Um, if you are re if you are like preparing or you're going back and you've watched Force Awakens, um, read... Uh, there's a comic series called Shattered Empire. Yes. I um, which is the... Introduces Poe's parents. Yes. Um, it's a quite a good series. Um, short, but quite a good series. I've, I've read the um, Aftermath... Yeah, the first, um, I, the, I'm in the process of reading it. Um, reviews yeah, aren't great. No, it, it didn't... Like, it seemed like a novel that was going to set up a lot for The Force Awakens, but kind of didn't at all. Although, much like The Force Awakens itself, it is the first part in a trilogy, so perhaps but, there'll be more yeah. that comes out in the next two that does link it together. It, it, it's sort of... Um, because Disney had 
the Force Awakens locked down so heavily. Mm. They didn't want anyone to know anything. Um, and they couldn't have given away um, any of the story in one novel. Um, but now that we've seen The Force Awakens, they will probably fill in those 30 years with more books, more comics, and we will know more and more um, about uh, yeah. what happened. That's why I found that the, the new canon novels that were set in the Clone Wars sort of time period in between that and A New Hope were more enjoyable because they're allowed to just talk about whatever. Like, it didn't need to be this, like, yeah. shroud of secrecy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that world sort of opening up a bit now. Look, that was what people were saying before the film came out when rumours were flying around. Certain cast members would release tidbits and then get in a heap of trouble for them and that they were, you know, released... The scripts were originally given to the actors on black paper with red writing so they couldn't be photocopied and it was incredibly guarded. Well, and rightfully so now that you see how much cash that they've actually made. Oh, like, it's God, like, yeah. can you... It was certainly valid to try and keep it under lids. An inhuman amount of money. But, you know, Disney. They already have that money. Um, okay. Help me out here, because I'm not someone who's read any of the comics or the books. I'm only mainly film. Um, who was the big bad uh, that Kylo Ren was reporting to? Uh, in uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Uh, supremely Snoke. And so who is he? We don't know. So he's not <laughs> been introduced before? Well, it's kind of a point of speculation at this point, because yeah. um, there's been... A relationship made between the scene in Revenge of the Sith where mm. um, Palpatine has Anakin at the opera and they're playing a piece of music in the background, yeah. which is almost the same piece of music that they play when you're introduced to Snoke in The Force Awakens. And that music is meant to signify about Palpatine's master, who's Darth Plagueis, uh. who apparently had the ability to cheat death. Yeah, And there's a now non-canon novel um, about Plagueis where basically... Palpatine kills him in his sleep when he's drunk but the question is well did he really kill him or did he escape mm. death if you look at Snoke and the images of the um, of the hologram of Snoke yeah. um, he clearly looks like he's been in some kind of battle and like he's got this big scar on his head uh, yeah. that looks like possibly it could have been a, could have been a lightsaber to the head yeah. um, uh, his jawline is very very sunken um, so it could possibly be Darth Plagueis if they go down that path they're going to have to explain to people that but, who is Darth Plagueis. I mean, I know it's not canon anymore, so maybe it doesn't matter. But like in the novel, didn't like Palpatine like poison him and then? Oh, I haven't read the novel. Oh, so I'm I, pretty I sure like the there was no lightsaber duel like for when he died, mm. and the species that he was in the non-canon is doesn't really match what he looks like now. Mm. But that doesn't mean it's not based on that same character because obviously. Disney's now just, not canon, so. Yeah, they're just choosing things that they want to use. Mm. Um, I mean, in some ways, I think it'd be great if they did make it him because it'd tie all the trilogies together. It would, like, it would be the the ultimate Palpatine-like puppet master that actually... Mm. He, he was being played to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that he was actually... Palpatine wasn't able to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, and he's actually been playing the strings in the background forever. Oh, that would be amazing. But then, like, there were comments in the movie, though, where it seems like um, Han and Leia know who Snoke is and that, like... Because they said that what, he'd been manipulating Ben since he was a child. And I was like, well, so what? Did they 
know him? Like, how yeah. was he influencing him? Was he part of and if, the Republic? Like, was he the First Order leader? And, he, like, I ben don't get that part. He's been when training with Luke as well. So, clearly, when Luke started training him, he would already know who he is. So, Luke knows who he is. So, yeah. It could possibly be have something to do with... Um, Luke's Jedi Academy um, yeah. could have been Luke found him somewhere um, on his path to apparently find the the Jedi Temple. Um, who knows? That's the wonderful thing about Star Wars is yeah, the questions. Well, the one I feel horrible saying this because you said you're kind of partway through it, but part of the one of the comments in the aftermath novel was that the remnants of the Empire are basically regrouping, saying, "What do we do now?" And there's one of Palpatine's ex, well, one of his advisors saying, oh, well, how about we move out of this galaxy mm. to the unknown regions because that's where he thought the power of the dark side came from. Mm. Um, so maybe they found him, yeah. like yeah. the Empire found him out there. They came back, they founded the First Order because the Empire had this truce with the New Republic. And that was another thing of the movie that kind of didn't quite make sense to me. Was when they used Starkiller Base to destroy the Republic, but they kind of didn't no, make didn't. you really care that no. that happened or yeah. what that actually meant. Yeah. It was kind of like a bit throwaway, like, "Oh, we're gonna blow up all these planets." Yeah. Okay, that's cool. the thing in terms of if you've watched it once, you have to go back and actually watch it again because they actually do refer to the planet that the major planet was destroyed, um, which was the the home to the New Republic. Um, so they destroyed the New Republic. If you've watched it once, you don't really get that from the movie because it's very rushed. Yeah. Um, you're like, oh, they're destroying all these planets. Well, what are their names? You haven't mentioned that. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing you'll notice okay. on a second and third viewing. Oh, I can't wait now. Okay, I'm prepared for that. Like, um, I really enjoyed the movie. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's kind of like, that's the thing about being a Star Wars fan is you'll love it, but you also love to nitpick. Yeah. And that's what keeps you coming back. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to seeing it again and yeah. So like obviously this whole thing is about questions and I know that question has been asked a lot but who is Ray? Luke's daughter? No? Yay? Uh look I'm I'm on the on the side of saying that she has to be Luke's daughter. Yeah. Um I know there are a lot of people that say oh it can't be Luke's daughter it's got to be someone What else. are the other options though? Yeah. And well, they haven't been explained to us. Well there there have been other morning, options. The Reddit theory this morning that I read said um, there's a possibility she's Obi-Wan's daughter, but I don't feel like that timeline works out at all. Well, he did spend a lot of time on tattooing. <laughs> and in the sun, with nothing much better to do. You can't tell me he didn't go down to the, you know, the cantina and find a lovely lady I and not go back like to the shack. Like, you know, I, I feel like it's plausible. But on that side, if you actually go back and watch the, the dream sequence with the lightsaber, yeah, you do actually hear... Obi-Wan say Ray's name. Well, it's both versions, yeah. isn't it? Didn't they cut... Um, I, same Reddit post you're talking yeah, about, I think. they cut They Ray said, like, Afraid, afraid of yeah, Skinner. of Alex Skinner saying it. Yeah. And they also had Ewan record some of the lines. Come in and do his own thing. The, the one thing that I thought was really cool about Ray though, was right at the end when she was battling um, Kylo slash Ben, it was like, is she gonna, is she gonna kill him? Is she mm. gonna, like... Like, is this... Because someone said to me, there's a twist at the end. And so I went in going, oh, there's going to be some crazy twist. What they were, the they were clearly referring to oh, Han being killed. No, I think they were referring And I was like, to me, that. that wasn't a twist. That was sort of expected. Well, uh, and so 
when like Ray was battling Kyle at the end, I was like, oh no, she's going to to kill him, and that's going to be the twist that like she's on the path to the dark side. Yeah, I was I was very happy when Kylo survived. Yeah, well, we, we presume that Kylo survived. We didn't see. Um, he, but I think it's presumed, safe to say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but. Um, because that was my big gripe. Because Darth Maul is an excellent character. Um, to wipe him out in the first movie, you can't do that. That's well, they didn't. No he, they brought him back. Yeah, well, of course, they yep, did. In, they did bring him back. So, oh. but, um, but he was never an expanded character. He was never what he could have been. And that's the wonderful thing about Star Wars is that you don't kill your villains straight away. No. You keep your villain in there and you keep them moving and yeah. it keeps the story going. Um, so. I thought it was rather convenient. There was that rather large chasm just appear. Yeah. Um, but um, that that lightsaber battle was excellent. Also, like a lot of the way through, I wasn't sure about him because he had that temper, that very childlike tantrum temper that kept coming out. And it wasn't until the Han's death scene where he took off the mask, and you could really you could really feel what he was about. You could, he was really great. And they didn't need to do, like, yellow eyes no. <laughs> like Anakin, where no. it was like, oh, come on. Yeah, come but, on. But it, I, think it, I think it shows that he's not fully trained. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I was going, you know? Like, the fact that we have so much more to get from that character. You know, we have barely scratched the surface of him being about us and him being the major villain in this trilogy. Um, I think a lot of people went in with the perception, oh, he's going to be Darth Vader again. He's going to no. be this, this completely one-with-himself evil villain. No. Um, he's not. Oh, like, well, I kind of think he was he was like Darth Vader, but more like the um, uh, sort of Anakin Skywalker you saw in Attack of the Clones yeah. slash Struggling with himself. Revenge of the Sith, where they were conflicted and maybe under different guidance like... Like, in the prequels, Anakin had Obi-Wan to offset the influence of Palpatine. Whereas yeah. in this, it seems like after whatever happened at the Academy, he just had Snoke's influence. Yeah. So, yeah. like, because how old is he meant to be in the movie? Well, that's, that's another question. And they're saying question. that the Jedi Academy thing happened years ago. So it's yeah. like, how old was he when that happened? In terms of, I just assume in 20s. In, ter- in terms of my theory, I think he's probably at least 25. Yeah. Um, I'd say Ray is probably... Oh, no. Luke's age, no, like I'd, in a I'd new say, hope sort I'd of thing. I'd say Kylo's probably thirty. Um, Ray is probably twenty. I'd say early twenties, yeah. Um, because if you look at this, the dream sequence scene when Ray's leaving, she looks like she's about five years old. Yeah. Because yeah. um, didn't they say like whatever happened to the academy was like twenty years ago? Yeah. So, also so does that mean Kylo was like ten like when that happened? Sorry, Possibly. what was that? Also looks a little like Natalie Portman, just saying, the jeans. Also, the accent could be, like, I could just say, you know, British, I know the skins, but, you know, it's just speculation. It's just more questions. Um, one thing that I brought up with you as well, that was a major point of contention afterwards when we had dinner, was some people really liked the humour in it, some people did not. Are I you love, a fan? I love the humour. Hmm. Uh, oh, that was the one thing I was worried about. Um, going in, um, I'd read that there's a lot of humour in it, and I thought, oh, please, please, no terrible jokes. But um, I thought dark the dark. I thought the humour is excellent, and like the the line about that's not how you that's not how the force that's works. Not how you use the force. <laughs> um, and um, I thought Finn, who we haven't raised yet, um, mm. the humour the humour made sense for Finn. Yeah, yeah, it did. I, we'll see. 
that was the thing for me. Um, I thought the humour itself was okay, like it wasn't cringeworthy, but I felt that there was slightly too much of it. And sometimes in scenes that didn't need it or stuff was just there to kind of pander to the audience a little bit. Like the yeah. thumbs up, like yeah. I was like, oh, come on, that's going a bit too far. Yeah, that like I will chuckle at that. Um, it might eventually start That's kind of like to... I don't want real world humour in Star Wars. Like, it's meant to be, like, a galaxy, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, far, I, far away, long time ago. Like, I don't want that sort of stuff. I can completely understand. Um, Poe Dameron, um, his humour was quite good. Again, yeah. sometimes it was a bit forced, uh, particularly during the opening scene where, oh, who speaks first? Do I speak or do you speak? Um, See, I, I kind of like that because that's not a character that you have any expectations yeah. of. This is the new start. So that I could get on board with. I don't know. I like the humour in it. I found it was good. I think there was humor in the well, first one. Yeah, well, I think more relevant to you know. I don't think any, Yeah, I don't think anyone's saying the humor in it was bad because I think the humor itself was fine. It was more about whether there needed to be that much humor in the film. I like the scene where Ray starts to you know learn to use her mind control. The humor, the humor is very like reminiscent of like Empire. Yeah. So I the tension, the tensions between Han and Leia in Empire. Um, there's a lot of humor there. Uh, even like the scene running through the outpost um, on Jakku, uh, where why are you holding my hand? Yeah, like that's it's it's a throwaway yeah. line. I mean that part funny. I was down with. Yeah, but like anything, you know, the the editing and the pace and the special effects of this movie is going to be faster and more pronounced than the original trilogy, and I reckon it's the same with the humor. You know, it's it's that kind of humour and that kind of editing and that kind of special effect in 2015. We'll have to see, in terms of episode 8, what they do with that. Yeah. Um, I reckon it'll be a much more serious film. Ryan Johnson, if you've seen Looper, is a very serious film. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he can maintain that level of humour consistently. So. Um, but I think like anyone, to, though. you're still excited for episode 8. Was there... And I don't mean this in a bad way, but there was was there anything you wanted to see in the movie that you didn't get? Oh, like any fan, more Luke Skywalker. More Luke. But um, like I anything think specifically a... that. No, I think I got exactly what I wanted out of the movie. Um, it met my expectations, and they were very high. Um, I wasn't disappointed at the end of the movie. A um, little bit more. A um, little bit more explanation about the last thirty years, but yep. I understand that they're trying to set up a new trilogy. Um, like they've got millions of new fans now. They don't want to get bogged down into yeah. the political unrest of the last thirty years because that's kind of what got the prequels into trouble. Yeah, and you don't need to service. You can service your fanboys, but you don't need to constantly service your fanboys. Well, the no. thing is, you can service them through other mediums because they're going to seek that stuff out anyway. You just want to please. Mum and Dad taking the kids. Yeah, yeah. Like that's Which your is main what audience. The original film yeah. was about. Well, the but thing. Well, I guess the difference is the first film. There were no preconceptions. None. No one had any expectation when they went to see it. Whereas now you go see Force Awakens, you've got people like us that have been fans for yeah. twenty five years that have lots of expectations. And that's why the. Look but then you've got someone walking in that's film. asking, "What's the difference between Darth Vader and Kylo Ren?" Yeah. I feel like it was a loaded question, though. Was there something you were expecting that you kind of wanted that you didn't get? Um, it wasn't really a loaded question. The The one thing that I was hoping to see was just Luke. I didn't need him to fight anyone. I just wanted to see that green lightsaber again. 
And oh, I do think though, when he pulled his hood off and he had the beard, he looked pretty badass. But yeah. that's the thing. If you look at if you look at that scene, you look at his eyes and you look at the facial expression as it changes as she gets the lightsaber out. What's he thinking? Yeah. And like we've got a year and a half of what's the he thinking? Questions. You mentioned Finn. You haven't brought Finn up. Thoughts on Finn? Um, what I loved about Finn, uh, Finn was that he is a different character. Yeah. It's a different story we haven't heard yet. We haven't seen the perspective of. I'm a stormtrooper. I kind of feel like it's it's like it's the Pixar effect, you know. Like, what if lampposts had feelings? What if feelings had feelings? What if stormtroopers had feelings? Um, there's a lot of talk out there about Finn in terms of oh, how did he change so fast? Um, like that doesn't make so that doesn't make he any sense. So fast, he was always like that. But if you look at the title, you look at the title. I'm not saying that he has any any like connection with the Force, but it, the movie is The Force Awakens. Yeah. And that little touch from that other stormtrooper awoke something in him. Yeah. Um, and now we get to see his path, or do we? But for me, well, I, I, I kind of think it's is the point of like the army of any enemy that anyone has is just made up of regular people yeah like it's like any real life war so i think the point to me was just like yep he was part of this he got on it for whatever reason he mentioned it sounds like it it sounds like there's some indoctrination going on based on that captain phasma stuff which is a whole other story seems like a wasted character to me Oh, Chuck get, down the garbage chute at the end. No explanation as to yeah, what she's been like, doing. Look, but, but yeah, like it, I thought that was yeah. Thrones, right? But I thought like his character was done well, and it was a good story. Like it was like you know here's where he started. He's moved. There was a journey. But I don't feel the change was quick at all because it, like clearly that's something he's been struggling with for a while, and, and that was the story. Well, the thing that is, they can't back. they can't show you everything that happened off screen. No, like no. there could have been like years of most of his journey's fucking internal. You know, but going back to like because you raised it, Captain Phasma. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed that not only that I knew that she was going to have a small role, um, and yes, they were going to use to market her in terms of her look. She does look epic, um, but the scene, the scene in the movie where she just basically lies down to Finn and Han. Yeah, and sure, I'll, I'll like, do this. Yeah, Why like not? that doesn't make sense. No. So. If and as they've said, she's gonna be in the next movies. Um, she's gonna have to do something pretty epic to get back into that mindset. Um, I feel with that actress though, they wouldn't waste that. You know, they should really utilize her. But that might also be might, that might also be the um, like the Game of Thrones fan in you. Well, the, true. The, Brienne of Tarf is a pretty epic character, know. and knowing that it's the yeah. same actress, um, you go in with certain like expectations that she's gonna be epic. Yeah. But it just didn't make sense with the character though. Like they no. sort of set it up as. Yeah. as this ba- badass then sort of nothing came of it yeah and then there were the when she got the opportunity she didn't take it yeah and then there was sort of the like I guess implied that she's in charge of some sort of programming or tr- or training for the the stormtroopers so is she part of the indoctrination or like look if you if you're trying to create like a Boba Fett type character mm-hmm. um, you don't let them lie down you don't no. put them in a horrible situation, even though Boba Fett did die in a horrible situation. <laughs> well, yeah, well we don't he? know that. Yeah. We don't um, know that. But um, He's got a thousand years to get out of there. Yeah, true. <laughs> Based on the marketing and just the putting the image out there constantly, it did not meet expectations at all. No. Yeah. I, I do get some of the criticism about um, Kylo Ren seeming so like 
sort of indestructible at the start of the movie and then towards the end sort of changing. But he did get battered up pretty bad. He did. Like, he did take one of those... um, Chewy bowcaster shots yeah. into the side, yeah, which looked pretty brutal. And for someone still, you know, coming to terms with their power and still struggling with themselves, that kind of shit would would wound you. But there's a lot of people who say, "Oh, like he must be pretty weak in the force in terms of like he stopped a fucking blaster bolt." Yeah, the... like we've seen no one do that before, and he's ripping stuff out of people's minds. Also, I fucking loved oh just the 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 force choke holds. Like obviously. You know, you've seen it before yeah. with Vader, but when he pulls him across the, the room drag, with yeah. it, that was awesome. But if, like, a lot of people are saying, "Look, oh, how can he can't be very strong if Finn can hold his own against him?" Well, if you go back and actually watch it, at no point was Finn in charge of that battle. No. Um, like, and Kylo just toyed with him and pushed him around, and then no. when he was done, he was done. And Finn also um, came on, came in halfway through that battle. Not to mention, it seems like stormtroopers get some sort of lightsaber training mm. now, given that that dude had the had the baton. Or yeah. Whatever it was. So they're clearly being taught how to at least how to respond. defend themselves. And you'd be fucking yeah. smart to do that if you're training an army of stormtroopers. Well, if your main villain is Luke Skywalker, which ah. apparently it is, and the then... fact that Vin, uh, that Finn actually knew the name, yeah, um, yeah. when he was in the Tie Fighter, yeah, well, that was part of the that was part of you know a lot of reviews I read that it was almost like the mythology of their own world and their own tribes. It was almost like that of a Star Wars fan. You know, they were, oh my god, Han Solo, oh my god, Millennium Falcon, you know, oh my god, Luke Skywalker. They yeah. were almost fans of those characters and those people themselves or not knowing that they even existed yeah um, because if you think like, they're legends these, these, these events are what 60 to 70 years after um, episode 3 yeah um, so they don't know Jedis and the fact that on one side one person knew Han Solo as the smuggler and the pirate on the other side, they knew him as the re- rebellion general. Yeah. Um, and that's how stories change over time. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's the other question. Does Kylo Ren, how much about Anakin does he actually know? Yeah. You would presume that Luke has probably told him something. Because, um, yeah, he uncle. didn't just come in straight from the dark side. He had all that time. But it depends on... It really comes down to Snoke. I thought Snoke? you were going to say it comes down to your point of view. And I was going to say yeah. that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, the, I, I think that Kylo has been given one side of the story. Um, and that side of the story isn't necessarily the best side of the story. Now, I read another theory today. Um, let me just say it for entertainment value. That... Kylo Ren is on the light side. Uh, this, I think I read the same Reddit yeah. story this morning. Yeah, yeah. And it's that, all a ploy to get close to Snoke to the, kill him. The idea that when he says, um, I need your help, yeah. um, and, and, um, and then, sort he of thanks, like, then he thanks, his, thanks Han when he kills him, yeah. um, I think that's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I think it's rubbish, but... I, Part of me wouldn't be super against it, though. Like, yeah. Because I can sort of go, okay, so you're saying I've got to win at any cost, which is kind of what Vader was about. That's sort of where he got to where he was. And if he idolizes Vader, I can see how that checks out. 
I still, I still don't. I feel see... like it's too complicated, yeah. or too confusing to have in the movie. But... This is the wonderful thing about Star Wars in terms of um, story is that it allows you to get caught up in these kinds of theories that make sense yeah. in isolation, but probably don't make sense Well, they don't really serve the purpose sense. of the story, really. Um, like, you, you, you've got to understand is that, yeah, people like us talk and think about Star Wars constantly. Um, at the end of the day, it's a movie that they're trying to market to everyone. Yeah. And if you try and get too complicated and too intricate in your stories and your backstories and trying to invent something that you think is great, doesn't mean it's necessarily good for everyone. Yeah. Which is where the prequels fell down. Maybe I'm missing something because I went to pee. But, you know, there was a lot of talk. There was a lot of theory and there was a lot of... There was a lot of bogging down. I think the only confusing thing about the prequels were who created the fucking clone army. <laughs> that was the only part that didn't make sense. Like, the rest of it was like, okay, we, we get this. Then this whole talk is Cypher Deus. It was like, well, was that actually Cypher Deus? Or was it Palpatine doing something? Was it Dooku? Why'd they like, pick a Kiwi? Jesus Christ. And then... Of all the accents. Dub the original Boba Fett yeah. over with oh, him. Yeah. Which was probably the... <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. ...worst decision. Okay, so... Uh, I don't know, like, wrap-up thoughts on The, the oh, Force no, Awakens. Oh, no, before you get there, we haven't even mentioned BB-8. I kind of love BB-8. He's a great droid. An absolutely fantastic droid. Met met my expectations, again, marketing everywhere. Oh, my um, God, if you're going to market one character from that film. It was, like, I don't know how you show emotion through a droid, um, but they did it. Oh, they did it so well. The, like... Just the facial expressions even doesn't have a face. Yeah. You can tell exactly what it's thinking. You can. Yeah, I guess it's the sounds as well as the movement, I guess, that, that oh, works. Like, I kind of, like, I just look at him and go, how do you work? Are you magnets? How does your head connect to your body? But that's, you just raised a point. Is it a boy or a girl? Oh, my God. Ah, oh, fuck off. Don't make, it's a droid. It's a... But if you, if you think about it, does it have a male or female personality? Um, Do you have a theory? Uh, in my mind, I think it's probably a female droid. Yeah. Okay. Like mm. I get, I sort of get a female vibe from it, but others might disagree. I could see that. I, I guess I don't really think about the droids that way. I just sort of see them as a microphone. It's just a tool that's been made to do something. R two D two does have that kind of screwdriver thing that pops out. So. He didn't fly in this movie, though. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> he just slept the whole I, time. No, but if you raise R2-D2... I think he's been watching those government, like, um, stoner videos. <laughs> been hanging out with the sloths. It's terrible. <laughs> but the R2-D2 scene, that would have to be one of my favourite scenes in the entire movie. Where he where, has the other part of the map? No, before that, when C-3PO goes up and says to him that oh. he's been in low-power mode ever since yeah. Luke vanished. To me, that makes perfect sense. That R2-D2 is more than just a droid. Oh, yeah. He is connected to Luke um, in a deeper sense. Yeah. Um, and that that if you imagine you imagine that like he's sort of like a dog, that he cannot be without his master. Yeah. Um, and you, and think about, you think about Luke and who spent more time with Luke than anybody in those original trilogy, you know? But aren't, he was, aren't droids not meant to feel the Force, though? Isn't that what... It's not the Force. It's a relationship with Luke, though. But this is the question, though. If I ask you, why did he turn on? Well, that was one of my gripes of the movie. I do not understand why he turned on. I think he, he turned, turned on. on because 
BB-8 was there with the other part of the map. There's something. But he was there. He was there before. But he was there before that, though. In terms of my theory on that, is that Ray Ray's presence has appeared somewhere near it, and in my mind, Luke has given R2D2 some kind of objective to say when Ray comes back on the scene, this is when you reactivate. But wasn't okay. Wasn't Ray with BB-8 when they originally met with R2D2? No, Ray only got to the resistance. Like base at the end. Okay, yeah. So, so your theory is Luke had programmed something to R two to say when Ray's here, that's time to to get shit together, wake up, do stuff, and get her back to me. Okay, I feel like it's less less specific than it's time to get your shit together. I think there's like some coding (laughs) involved here. No, no, I think she's like R two, just wake up, buddy. Oh yeah. No more sleepy, sleepy time. Time to wake up and get to it. If, can we find a way to segue the fact that there's rumours Mel Brooks wants to do a new Spaceballs? I have not heard that rumour. Yeah, there and... is. Apparently it's in but, development. Um, there is. There was talk the other day about Spaceballs 2. Um, what are, I think... Dark Helmet. The, <laughs> the search for more money or something like that was the, the tagline. Um, that, there was talk yesterday that they want to do that, but... I doubt Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks is going to do that. Um, and also, you can't have space, Spaceballs 2 without Rick Moranis. Um, I, hold on. I think Rick Moranis would come back and do it. Because I read an interview in Rolling Stone with him where he said, you know, he was talking about his life for the last, you know, 20 years, raising kids, playing banjo, doing all that kind of stuff. But he said, I'm willing to get back into film to dip my toe in to do a couple of movies, but the right project hasn't been pitched to me yet. Possibly. He awesome. said the right project hasn't been pitched to women. Fuck, if that's not the right project, I don't know what it is. That's the thing. Like, As a massive fan of Mel Brooks, um, I'd like to see another Mel Brooks movie. Um, we all know that he's getting older. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see one more. Um, and yeah, I know he doesn't really do sequel, uh, sequels, but I think It'd Spaceball be 2 it. would be... Yeah. Particularly it would now, be it would be perfect. Because um, it's just internet fan theory city right here tonight. Um, not that it's a fan theory, but there was um, a tweet floating around that said Simpsons predicted uh, the fact that uh, The Force Awakens would go up against a new Chipmunks movie. It's not, not predicted. There's an image. Oh, there's an image. Yeah. Like, um, and it was I loved how, I loved on the image where it was Star Wars: The Apology, <laughs> which it kind of fucking yeah. was up against uh, Chipmunks. We've all got rabies or something yeah. like that. BB-8's adorable. I love him or her. But is there anyone we've missed? Any questions we've missed? I guess the only question I have is Maxwell and Cedar's character at start. Like, it's really not clear what his relationship to Luke is. But I Clearly think, knows Luke. But I think that you don't need to know. No, no. It'll, it seems like it'll come out in the books and that. But In things you also don't need to know, how long has he been out there? Does he trim the beard himself? And did he take the materials? How does he replenish them? It's like, you know, the Disney Tarzan movie. How does he have no hair on his body? Does he shave? Does he wax? And how? <laughs> we should do a podcast on that. Aladdin, why no nipples? You know, like, his beard is incredibly manicured. I expect he, you know... When he went into exile, he took a stylist. Hux? I thought he was good. Yeah? Um, the speech the, the speech to the crowd, um, if you want to say the, the Nuremberg speech, because it really... <laughs> the, the, the There were a couple of laughs in the cinema 
um, I noticed when Hux was delivering that speech. Yeah, and Natalie said, he did. He know. did ham it up a bit, um, and he, I think he went a bit too far. But um, they were clearly going for the Nazi, very Nazi to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought he was good. Um, he was. He was no Tarkin. But um, he didn't have to be. Yeah, well, it certainly True. seemed like they were setting up a bit of a rivalry between Hux and um, Kylo Ren. Yeah, I think it also sets up in terms of the First Order. Like, these are the guys who've been They're the waiting, in the wing- They're waiting in the wings, and it isn't necessarily people who are in their 50s and 60s who are running things. Yeah. Uh, these are young people who have sort of grown up um, towards the end of um, the Empire, mm. and they want their go now. And the leadership's gone. Yeah. Um, well, the Empire lost their best and brightest in Return of the Jedi, right? Like, yeah. they lost the Death Star. There was a sense of disorganization and, and free-for-all about the leadership kind of structure there. Also, who was the lemon squash woman? The lemon squash woman? With the sunken eyes and kind of looked like a... Maz- like a Maz- Kanata. Yeah. You mean female Yoda. Female Yoda, right? Female Yoda. Theoda. Theoda. Actually, How does I'll call she her fit Fiona. into this entire thing? Well, apparently she's been kicking around for like, a thousand years. thousand years. Have we heard of her before? No. 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 But apparently you, Han but, has a backstory with her, though. But if you go back to um, Phantom Menace, there's a, there's a doll in Anakin's bedroom on Tatooine um, that looks remarkably like Maz Kanata. I'll get off it. So if you go back and look, at, go back and have a look at Phantom Menace in that scene, you can see a doll that looks like Maz Kanata. Uh, it's got the same structure. Um, it's relatively small, and a lot of people are going, "Okay, is this is this intentional? Is this what?" It could just be like a like a wilting, rotting orange. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I I kind of feel like there's no coincidences. Like this movie's been laboured over yeah. for years. Like. I'm sure a lot of Which it. Why I'm sure a lot of it doesn't actually her. mean anything. Some of it might just be there for shits and giggles, for people like us to actually go find yeah. it. There's a but the fact that they've gone to the effort to lay those little Easter eggs in at least shows there's a bit of effort being for the re- like for really really big Star Wars fans. If you actually look at a lot of the concept art uh, behind the original trilogy, um, the Ralph McQuarrie concept art, where he did a lot of things that were very different to what actually the original trilogy was like. Mm. They've taken actual images from the original concept art of Star Wars and put them into this, oh, no into way. Force Awakens. They're everywhere. Did, and they did the same thing with um, Star Wars Rebels as well, pretty much. Like, used a lot of those same sort of original storyboards and concept art. That's the thing. If, if you're a fan who is just getting into Star Wars now because of The Force Awakens, is watch Rebels. Rebels is thoroughly enjoyable. Yes, it's a children's show. But it is a thoroughly enjoyable Star Wars story. That second half of season one was awesome. Yep. The first couple, all the the like sort of telly movie episode at the start yep. of season two was really good. Season two as a whole, I found a little bit patchy. The last but, couple of episodes have been good. But then again, we're only really nine episodes into a twenty-two yeah. episode season. We've got a lot to go. Um, they better make the Ahsoka, the Ahsoka Vader thing pay off. Yeah. Otherwise, that's like the it's, biggest missed opportunity ever. Yeah. Look, it's like it's the same as The Force Awakens. We're only one movie into a trilogy with off-year spin-offs in But between. we want it all now. Oh my god. <laughs> all of it now. Do we get expanded layer as well? Like should um, be in the next ones, right? 
honestly, that was one of my letdowns of the movie in terms of um, Leia. Um, I wanted. Was, like, I don't know. Oh, apparently, there is another, but she's not another. Yeah, like I'm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that her role in the next movie isn't as prominent. Um, isn't as prominent. No, her acting was a little bit laboured. Um, I thought she could have been better, but um, like for example, she barely opens her mouth <laughs> during the movie. That's how she talks now, though. Yeah, very much so. I just kind of think that. I mean, apart from the acting, which I don't really have any gripes with, it's just kind of like they set up in Return of the Jedi that there is another Skywalker. And so are we now meant to believe that Yoda slash Ben were talking about Rey coming along years later and it's not about Leia? Because they sort of set up... There is another Skywalker of influence and power. Because they sort of made it seem like it was about Leia, but now it's kind of like, well, apparently she's not... A Jedi. Yeah, but I think that reference is really to say that what if what if Luke dies um, at the end of Return of the Jedi, then there would be no Ray considering. Yeah. Possibly, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, depends on your opinion on whatever theories are going out there. Yeah, I just kind of think like what so Leia's knows she's got Force potential and has not done anything with that for thirty years. Maybe she didn't want to. I don't think you get to choose these things. It's like it's kind of like you. Maybe she was just like maybe with the force, but maybe maybe possibly she doesn't have to be the lightsabery type force. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I I don't need her to be lightsabery. She could have she could have been like Yoda like, yeah, and not like Attack of the Clones Yoda like Empire Strikes Back Yoda. If she needs something from the shelf, she can just force it down, right? Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Last thoughts from me, I promise. But the entire galaxy got rather more diversified racially this episode um the whole thing about you know there's there's no one of color in space in the first three movies uh, apart from lando obviously but i feel like there was a concerted effort by jj to kind of say you know female people in power racially diverse people everywhere you know not that i think that jj disagrees with that but no. I also, but I also think like Disney would want that also. Like, oh yeah, I'm not saying it's all JJ, but I, I just think that's the expectation of mainstream movies now, and rightfully so. Yeah. But like, uh, I I don't know that that's we should be patting people on the back for doing kind of what's expected. I'm not patting expected. people on the back. No, I'm no, just I'm not saying. I'm just I'm just saying. saying. Yeah. But I I think if you take the battle between um, Ray and Kylo, when I was first watching it, I was like, I was hoping, when's Luke going to appear to save the day? When's <laughs> Luke going to appear to save the day? And then I, then I thought back later, I thought, you know what, they can't do that. They can't have, in today's day and age, a male coming in to save the princess no again, way. or save the female. Um, and it, 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 is set, it does set up a nice mirror image of um, a new hope in terms of, well, this time it's a female character saving the day. Mm. It's a female character who saved um, Finn at the end. There. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's not bad. Um, you have to do that. Um, and it makes sense in terms of a story. And first Star Wars movie to pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, true. Uh, on a previous podcast, we talked about women in film and the Bechdel test and how, unfortunately, the first trilogy does not pass that test. Uh, but yeah, this totally would. Easy. It does. I've confirmed it. Well, yeah. No, I know you've confirmed it, but easy does. Um, last, I said the last thing was the last thing from me. 
But do you have any Star Force Awakens merch yet? I feel like oh, that's merch. a yes. Oh, okay. What did um, you think I said? No, I didn't know what you Just said. Mush. I'm mash. I'm like, oh. You have any uh, Force Awakens yes. mush uh, yet? Uh, I do. I do have my. Uh, I do have a couple of the uh, pop vinyls um, yeah. for my classroom. Um, I am looking to get Kylo's lightsaber. As much of a jerk mm. as he might be in the movie, I still think he's pretty cool. So, um, what sort of lightsaber are you talking here? You're talking the like a, a replica. A replica. A replica. Yeah. So, not like a toy. Like no, a, not like a toy. Yeah. Like, like an actual. Yeah. Like I'm an adult now. I want an adult's lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need an actual lightsaber. <laughs> I do have some f- first. Uh, I do have some Force some Awakens mush. merch, but it's mainly mush compared to that what do you have i just have like a kylo ren figurine and a first order stormtrooper figurine i have a force awakened shirt and that's it really but i need more things i think it's only the fact that this has come out around christmas and i do feel bad buying things for myself while i'm trying to buy things for other people i kind of that's my opportune time for buying stuff for myself (laughs) it's like well while i'm being generous (laughs) i might as well reward myself by buying myself a gift i have mentioned though that i'm super into disney infinity and there is the force awakens disney infinity playset that came out the same day as the movie so i didn't make any you know any spoilers but you've got finn you've got ray you've got uh, poe dameron you've got kylo and I was kind of hoping you'd have a Disney Infinity BB-8, but I feel like that'd be an in-game character. Well, didn't the um, Infinity trailer kind of spoil the end of Force Awakens? Did it? Because I didn't see it. Yeah. The story is different, though, in terms of... What happens. What happens. Yeah, but, like, the trailer showed um, Rey fighting Kylo Ren. Really? Like, and this came out maybe a week or two before the movie. Oh, and so, I don't know. As long as and the so, trailer didn't so, show, like, Rey so was a big, mountain to Luke. So it was a big thing where it was like you know, is Finn the Jedi and or is Rey the Jedi? And it was yeah. like, well... Well, it was like, is Luke Kylo Ren? He's not in the poster. Well, I don't think anyone with any sense ever thought that was actually going to happen. Well, yeah. Like, but... that's kind of like the Darth Jar Jar oh, stuff. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to believe Luke being evil, like, yeah, some stuff happened in the EU, but they're not actually going to do that in but the But it's movie. the same as, you know, thinking that they would release that and spoil the ending. In terms of, yes, you saw them fighting, but what does that mean? Mm. It was kind of a cutaway moment. I don't think it actually spoilt it in the sense that in the game you could play as anyone doing anything. So I don't really think it was a spoiler. All right, all right. That's the final thoughts from me. Final thoughts from you two? It's not the best Star Wars movie of all time, um, but it's certainly the best since Return of the Jedi. Also, I've heard from you that 3D doesn't add anything to the experience. 3D is a gimmick. It's distracting. (laughs) I find it distracting. Um... My final thoughts, uh, good movie, fu- uh, good movie, thoroughly enjoyable. I cried at the opening crawl, rightfully that. so. It's chills. Um, too much humour in places. Fuck off. Stuff could have been developed more, but this is from the thoughts of a fanboy. Like, I get that they weren't making the movie for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to the next two, seeing how it all you know, fits together. It's like saying you don't and, like the song and, 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 and the and the other novels, comics, TV shows that tie in. Like I, I guess this is just the the main events. There's a whole lot of other stuff that holds it all together. And Rogue One comes out uh, May twenty. No. Rogue One is less than a year away. Less than a year away. Episode eight. And is, what is Rogue One about? That is the how did they get the Death Star plans? Right. Is it coming out in May? 
No, that comes out in December. 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 Next year. Yeah. And then May the following the year, May, episode. Because that will be 40 years since the original right. Star Wars. Okay, came so, out. so it's the other way around. Then they're they're going to go back to May releases yes. after episode 8. Yep. Okay. So once, uh, once Rogue One comes out, we only have to wait less than six months. Yes, that's correct. Oh, that's awesome. And hopefully they do some sort of tie in with Rebels and Rogue One because they'd be silly not to. Yeah. Totally. Whether or not you see a Sokotano, I don't know. Um, I don't know. If I, mean, I was kind of thinking be. that um, Max von Sydow's character could be Kanan. Yeah, possibly. But well, he would have been... No, but I think he said he's not strong with the Force. Yeah. Um, but then again, there's a theory that was he Boba Fett. Uh, but I don't think that's true either. Um, but then again, he could just be some other character. Um, there's something wrong with that. Either. <laughs> 